Welcome to Reckless Speculation. We'll not spend the whole hour and a half on the Vols, Bama. Robbie Davis and I, if you hadn't seen it, have a special we recorded Monday night called Storm and Neal. And so you may want to go back and get it. We're going to talk about Tennessee and Alabama tonight. But uh, more about what happened as far as storming the stadium and stuff is on that Monday night special. Robbie Davis, that was a fun night. Uh, recording that 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 a couple nights later, it, it was it was it was great and it was great to be like kind of close to the moment. Can you share that link below? Do, you, do we know how to do that? Yeah, yeah. it'll be. I'll have to put it in the comments after the show. Yeah, yeah. If you can click on that and stuff just to watch, uh, we're gonna touch a little bit about it to today, but we did a forty-five minute show, really in depth of what it was like to be there and um, just. Just that whole 15-plus years of uh, frustration finally let out. Uh, Robbie, I think everybody's jo- – thinks I'm joking when I say I hugged – I high-fived probably 5,000 people, hugged 1,000, and kissed somebody's random mom on the field after the game. But I did, and it was a great night. So we were just talking about it. We're waiting for one of us to get the flu, but hopefully not this week homecoming this week and i'm so glad that we have a game like homecoming this week it's gonna be fun to go up and see old friends and stuff i went up tuesday night and uh i met with some friends that from going one of them all the way back to the third grade man it, it it's it's pretty neat yeah so, no it, it was uh everyone was on the same page and uh celebrating safely as safely as you can um it was it was just a fantastic night, and um, from the top to the bottom, the president to the security guards to the janitors to everyone yeah. just made sure everyone everyone enjoyed it the moment and did it safely and got out of the stadium without any incidents um, besides an alleged Alabama had, player. But we'll talk about that maybe some of the I've time. I've had <laughs> police before, but they were – Outstanding that night. Outstanding. All right. Now, coming in from the land of Big Ten, in his nice. uh, Man, that's got to be a fanatics. I'm going to guess about 119. Little pullover. (laughs) His little Ohio State jacket. The man ahead of us in the poll right now. The Buckeye. What's going on? Man, um, like like you guys said, we'll get into that later. It was a, it was fun being a fan. You know, both Titans and Buckeyes were on a bye. Um, I just got to sit back and watch football and, and really enjoy it, and no stress. And um, I did have uh, the Vols as bet your nuts on the previous show, so uh, you know, hope you guys followed and cashed in on that because that was straight cash, homie. I, I I jumped on one of those crazy, like five way parlays for like fifty dollars and ended up with more money than I've ever made gambling. Joining us below, uh, if it wasn't for Tennessee Alabama, I'd be in the same shape he is. Sports depression level look severe. I like, we're going to start this show and we might as well fire fire up right now. Roger and I, uh, two true blue baseball fans. On Saturday night, a few, a few hours apart, lost two teams 
in the division series, and and, and Roger, it was shocking to see the Braves and the Dodgers both go out in the, go out in the division series. Yeah, it wasn't awesome. I can't say I didn't think it was going to happen, but just like Tennessee fans, uh, as an SC Dodger, nobody's going to shed any tears, but I always expect the worst thing to happen in every possible sporting situation, and this time it did. So, yeah, not much to say about that. Well, Rod, we'll, we'll come back to it in a minute because I have some things to say about the Braves a little later on. But I do think I read an article that, that that you know, maybe the Braves and Dodgers got caught in that little bit, take three days off, looking ahead, and, and the Padres and the Phillies just kept digging. And, and, and you know, uh, we've seen it in sports before. I mean, I – firmly believe that you can't duplicate the playoff situation. And that's one thing about the wild card that is shown time and time again, that when a team plays in the wild card and wins, they're in playoff mode already. And when you have teams that like the Braves and Dodgers, especially the Dodgers who didn't play a meaningful game for a month prior to the last game, uh, uh, you know, until the playoffs, it's, it's tough to overcome. And, you know, they've got the juice of the fans, guys are hitting and everything starts over at least to one team, and usually that's to the winning team. You know, I got trolled a little bit, um, but I really didn't care that much. So uh, I was in a good place. I kept replying back to anybody that trolled me uh, with pictures of the fans World Series ring I bought last year. Like, it's hard to be depressed when you got, you know. But uh, let's move on to some of the bigger college football games of last week. Uh, We've got – we had several, several shake-up type matchups. Uh, several teams that played within the top ten or played within meaningful football. The new polls two weeks away. We're going to have our first college football playoff poll, poll November 1. I've looked at a lot of projections just like we all have. But it really doesn't mean anything, but November 1 it will. Let's start in the Big Ten, Shane, uh, with the first kind of a shake-up matchup. Michigan uh, physically dominates Penn State from the uh, – you know, I watched the 30-minute version of it, but it looked like at every turn Michigan just pushed Penn State around. Hail. Yeah, they, they really did. Um, look, it was a little unexpected from what we've seen out of Penn State in my eyes. I thought it was going to be a little closer. Uh, I, I knew it'd come down to a little bit of the run game on Michigan side. I mean, a little. Bit. They've got a, they yeah, a little bit. They've got a great offensive line, and like I said, I, I quoted. I can't remember the stats of uh, Penn State's quarterback. If he throws like under, you know, so many throws a game, they they're like seventy percent win. And you know, when you're you're falling behind that bad and just getting beat up in the trenches, uh, and that's what Michigan did all day. And, you know, couldn't uh, – I wish that both teams could lose. They're, they're two of my least favorites. Uh, and, you know, I was happy to see Penn State go down like that. But also, um, I hope Michigan comes in inflated to this uh, – Buckeye Stadium that that I will be at, and it's it's going to be 
it's going to be one of those rush to fill moments when, when that happens. So um, probably not quite like Tennessee, but you know, Oh, of course. Anytime you beat Michigan, you rush field. It's just a given. As long as you're under 25. Excuse me. Rules. They're not rules uh, with no. because 56 rush the field. All right, moving on. But I did want to go to you next, Raj, and ask you about the double punch of the Michigan backs. Corum and Edwards both go for above 150. Uh, that run game, Jim Harbaugh, is known when he was in the Pac-12 quarterback back guru, but he seems comfortable with with handing the ball off 35 or 40 times a game to these two backs right now. Is it a little bit of Harbaugh's learned something, or he's just playing to his strength? I mean, I think it's refreshing in honor of our friend Tom, who is not here due to his health, and we all wish the best for you, Tom, is a big Michigan guy. It's always refreshing to me, and it seems so rare that an offensive coordinator and a coach realize, hey, this is working. Screw balance. Run the damn ball and keep running the ball. And that's what they did all day. Everything even McCarthy threw was short and underneath. He threw 24 times, uh, six-yard average. But Edwards went for, what, uh, 173. He ripped off some big ones. Forum for 166. That's, what, 400 and – their total was 418 yards and four TDs uh, on 55 rushes. That's beautiful. Uh, simultaneously, they destroyed Singleton, the, the freshman. He's never seen a line like that, a front seven. And, and mind you, as we all know, Michigan lost two dudes on the on the front line from last year that were both first, first round picks. One was at least, um, obviously, in Hutchinson. And this was just a Big Ten beatdown. And I, uh, I was really impressed. And, I, again, I thought it was refreshing. From what I saw, they just ran the damn ball. And that's all they did. Uh, one dude had a 67-yard gain. The other had a 61-yard gain. And they pounded underneath. So, kudos to them. It was refreshing. Uh, like I said, too often, offense coordinators decide, hey, let's take a shot. Let's, let's get some highlights and some eyeballs. No, they smashed them. Yeah. Ohio well, State when, is on is on watch out, dude. Oh, for sure. But you know, when you're guessing on quarterbacks on who to start or who to play or what quarterback you have, I mean that's really all all you have to do is run the ball. Take well, it out of their hands and you can't make mistakes. So a couple of saw what Derek Gasper said, right? Yeah. Averaging eighty yards a game, Michigan puts four hundred sixteen rushing on them. So he said good morning to Papa or good evening to Papa. Papa wishes they're good one. And uh, Elliot Willocks, Will, Will uh, go Robbie, who won the match? Uh, I guess Robbie will get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, to me, I watched this game, and I still don't know what to make of either team. Like, I think, obviously, Michigan's better than Penn State, but I'm trying to wonder about what James Franklin is at Penn State now. Is he like like Dan Mullen, like where he found magic at Vanderbilt and then gets to a bigger stage and it doesn't quite work out, or um, like kind of Scott Frost? Kind of like, I, yeah, it, it doesn't sure. seem to be working right now at Penn State for what they expect and what they're paying him for. Um, so that's the takeaway. I mean, good God, this was ugly. Neither quarterback 
no, so out of three quarterbacks, no one threw for over, over 150 yards. This was just a Michigan just said, Hey, I'm going to run the ball. You can't stop it. And rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Um, they can't do that against Ohio State. And so, this, I mean, it's, it's going to be the showdown at Michigan, Ohio State. What's coming. Penn State doesn't have a, a chance in hell against Ohio State. Like, it, no. the, Penn State's. I don't like they. I'm not saying they have to rebuild murdered. fire coaching, but nothing's right there right now. They're ranked tenth. They're they're. I will promise you they're the tenth best team in the country. There is no 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 way. There's there's ten better teams in the Pac-12 and the SEC. They're better than Penn State. I'd 100 percent agree with that. That leads and UCLA. And moving yeah. to the ACC. Syracuse in the middle of a run of playing Clemson, Florida State, uh, NC State, uh, Wake Forest. They take their first step into that, beating uh, what I'd seen as a pretty good North Carolina State team. Uh, I'll just open the floor to whoever wants to answer this. 6-0 Syracuse. Are they a threat or are they a of a bad conference, a threat to threat to what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just to... being the host. He's got to ask that question, but you define uh, a threat. Are they a threat to win? Uh, are they are they a threat to the playoff? No. Are they a threat to the Atlantic? The game's at Clemson this weekend, so I say no. Um, they're a good story. Um, uh, Dino Babers done a great job there. Hey, to have them ranked, have them undefeated at this point, tip a cap to them. But are they a threat? No. They just don't have the talent. They don't have the recruiting. Maybe this game is in Syracuse. Maybe you get the dome. You get the odd environment playing. But Maybe you get NC State without their All-American type quarterback. Yeah, the schedule's worked out in their favor up to now. But this game's at Clemson this weekend. Um, the, the, the parade comes to an end, but Hey, it's going to be a great season and they've still got things to achieve and maybe a new year's six bowl. All right, let's move over to, um, another, another open-ended, are they a threat in TCU, Rod, we'll let you start there and I'll come to you, Brandon, for both NC state and, or for Syracuse and. TCU. TCU handles Oklahoma State. A really great game, overtime game. I think in a lot of ways, a great game got a little overshadowed by Tennessee-Alabama on that Saturday. But it was still, from what I can, back and forth, great game overall, well played. What, what What's the threat level from the Big 12? And by handles, I know you mean like they beat a team that a lot of people, including me, thought Oklahoma State was going to rise up. I I think the over, overwhelming issue or, or statement or conclusion that I took from this game is that, and again, I don't play conference favorites. I'm a Pac-12 guy, and we suck, admittedly. But so does the Big 12. I, I was not impressed with anything here. If I pick a team out of there with Quinn Ewers and B. John Robinson, I take Texas, but even they barely beat an Iowa State team. But back to this game, 
Uh, TCU did rack up 500-plus total yards. When you look at the numbers, I, I only saw half of this game admitted. What I saw was boring, and the game was 43-40 to 40 in double overtime, if that tells you something. I do not think they are a threat to anything. I don't think they're a threat to an – they may get a New Year's Six game just by virtue of being the winner of the Big 12. But overall, I'm looking at their schedule now. I mean, there's so many winnable games. They've got Kansas State at home, Atlas, Virginia versus Texas Tech at home. Winnable, winnable, winnable at Texas, at Baylor versus Iowa State. I mean, I maybe see two losses there, but overall, I see a placeholder. Uh, all right. A good question for you, Chain, leading into that was kind of, I wanted to, I wanted to throw, is Texas the best team in the Big 12? Well, they certainly can be um, with Quinn Ewers at the helm. I, I think this dude, we saw it before he got hurt in the Alabama game. I think if he was on the field, uh, he would have torched Alabama, and that would have been their first loss. Um, but, you know, their defense is sketchy at best, and, you know, they give up a lot of points. So, uh, yeah, like this year's a weird year in football, uh, especially college, because there's no clear, like, dominant team. Like, okay. This team, they're not going to lose a game. They, you know, they're going to the playoffs for certain. Right now, I mean, we're at a coin flip between the top six. And, you know, one of them's lost a game already. Um, and it's – any of them are beatable. There, There's no one out there right now that I would say that – is going to dominate the schedule and, and beat every team in front of them. So I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to sidebar and get into all that, but uh, yeah, Texas, I think, yes, I, I think they are. And I think, I think, you know, they've, they've got a little work to do on the de- defensive side, but offense is definitely there to do so. All right, Robbie. Uh, and We'll come back to you, Rog, uh, to talk about Pac-12 and the, Unfortunate matchup that we'll have to discuss. We have it. To. Robbie, maybe the most impressive team in this group of good teams to me is Texas. But I'm not sure Ole Miss isn't right behind them. And, and you know, I've heard several people on the internet this week say, you know, we keep saying Alabama's going to win the West. Alabama's going to get win the West. Right now, Ole Miss undefeated running the ball on par with anybody in the nation, not Lane Kiffin's signature card, but has 300-yard rushers. Um, John Dark knows the ball 15 times for Ole Miss. And they beat not a very good offense game, but they win and advance a little more. Yeah, let me just be clear with this and be very concise. Alabama lost by three with a misfield goal at the end to win in the most insane environment I've ever been in against a extremely hard team to play against. Do not worry about Alabama. Like they like don't what about their Ole defense? Miss is, Ole Miss is not gonna beat them. Alabama is gonna be back in Atlanta and they're gonna be on a, a neutral field whether it's against Tennessee or Georgia, and 
Alabama's still in play. They're still a favorite to the playoff. Look, that was a hell of an atmosphere. The best thing I've ever I've ever been a part of. And they still only lost by three with 17 penalties. I'm not – no, no, don't concern me with, with Ole Miss on the road. Just don't. Not, not, not to me anyways. I don't, I don't buy that. Yeah, I, I totally disagree. I agree. I, agree I totally you. disagree because you look – all right. So, Alabama, this is the most penalized team that under Nick Saban in I don't know how long. They are not disciplined. Ever. They, they cannot get it together. Um, their defense is really good. But, again, penalties come into play. Um, Bryce Young was, was playing in this game against Tennessee, and he, he is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. He is phenomenal. Uh, if I, I, the other kid would have been in there, you guys would have won by, you know, 17 points. Um, it, it was a shootout track meet. Uh, because Tennessee, let's be honest, Tennessee's defense is not so great either. Uh, they, they've definitely got their holes and weaknesses. That's but, a nice compliment for not so great. We're supposed to end with this game in our host's defense. I know. So, I'm sorry. But but look, Alabama's been on edge. Let me get – I'll skip the whole Tennessee non – that I'm going on tangent. Um, Alabama almost lost to Texas, who is, again, a coin flip on a day. Like, who knows who's going to – what team's going to show up with Texas. Uh, almost lost to Texas A&M. So they've been on edge. Uh, there's obviously holes in this system right now, whether it be the players not understanding what Saban's trying to provide or, or whatever. So don't I, – I would not just automatically, like most media outlets do, throw Alabama up there as they're going to be fine. It's Alabama. They're, this is the year that it's not just – it's not Alabama normally. And well, Ole Miss has a really good shot to beat them. And I'm, I'm predicting right now that will be their second loss. Uh, I, and I'm not I'm not 100% with Jane, but I, I do think it's a winnable game for Ole Miss. But that's a debate for another day. Uh, I do – I kind of agree with both of you in a, in a strange way. All right, let's move out west real fast. Rod, in a, a very – Disappointing game for yourself and for Trojan Nation. Um, but we knew – I don't know what happened to Utah at Florida. I don't know. Um, I, it's still kind of a mystery to me. But the Utah team that we talked about early in the year showed up and was very physical with, with the Trojans. And still was a great game, but pulled it out in the end. Yeah, I mean – Again, the transitive property does not exist in college football. Just because one team beat another doesn't mean anything. You can't duplicate environments. If Alabama and Tennessee played tomorrow on a neutral field, I'm not saying Alabama would win, but the result would be different, no doubt about it. I I would say they'd win. I I mean, I just didn't want to upset the majority of our viewing audience, but I agree. I would disagree. the, The Utah... You know, I don't want to – so SC had a two-touchdown lead twice in this game, I believe. Uh, Seven-point leads late. A referee – let me just say this. I hate the Pac-12 in football. People saw it on Welcome the Welcome to the Big stage. Ten. 
we can't wait. People saw this on the national stage last year for one of the uh, the the big four, the playoff games. The Pac-12 refs are atrocious. They are the dumbest. Mainly because I think they don't care, and because they're part time, right? They have their own jobs, and they show up. And they're like, "Oh yeah, we know what we're doing." No, we don't. SC had two horrible. I mean, even Brock Heward, who was calling the game, was like lost his mind, roughing the passer calls that were not roughing the passer. One was on uh, an interception on third down that Utah overturned that, ended up scoring a touchdown. The other was on a third and six. Uh, there was another pass interference call. I'm again. That contributed to my frustration. I believe SC was the better team. I think the polls all showed it. Anybody watched that game. That being said, the refs are never why you lose. Dalton Kincaid was their only uh, tight end left after Queefy left, uh, or Queefy, the former All-American tight end who got injured for Utah. The guy had 243 yards receiving and 16 catches. It's not a mystery who they're going to. They did what they had to do. Um, when you look at the numbers, the only thing that really stands out in terms of the disparities, penalties, uh, 12 for 93 for SC, a lot of that is a, your own sense of discipline. The thing is, you can clean that up. Up until this point, under Lincoln Riley, having a, a normal coach, SC has been very well disciplined. Just like Alabama, you can clean that up. It yeah. was unfortunate. It was very frustrating. It was a one-point loss. Um, there's literally 15 what ifs kind of reminds me of the USC Texas game where uh, that national championship game that I also saw that was the worst loss I've seen in person but it, it feels like 10 things Big have to jump. go right for one team I was in that end zone it was great 10 things have to go right for one team to win only one thing had to go right for the other team to win and that didn't happen Right. Being said, it doesn't make an excuse. It doesn't mean anything more than sour grapes. But USC, I picked them to win. They did cover, and they really should have won, but they didn't. And uh, it shows that they're both very good competitive teams, along with Oregon and UCLA. Are they the upper echelon of the country? You know, those SEC teams? I don't think so, unless certainly not at – an SEC house, but he, you need to start saying Big Ten house, Big Ten teams. You're mean, in the Big no, Ten like now. if they would have played go. in Knoxville or in Athens <laughs> no, or something. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, we, hey, we all Rice Eccles was our SEC environment. Utah's and SC really yeah. controlled That's what that game. We talked yeah. about how hard it is to play in Utah, especially at night. So that I mean, it's a big deal. It's, that's a you know at least three points playing in, in that environment. So. And, and they had their chances for whatever, you know, can't blame it all on the refs. They didn't help. Sure. Uh, Bro. What can you do? And just, just real quick, this just goes back to more Pac-12 failures of trying to make their teams relevant. If you have USC who's undefeated, you don't let that game be played at night at Utah because you want USC to win and – advance because you want them in the playoff discussion so the conspiracy hey, theorists were out it was their like sour grapes screw you yeah, USC as, for as much as for you have passes. to manipulate if hey this is a money game you want a team in the playoff now i think they sacrifice that because now if I, Oregon beats you at or they're, they're UCLA is a six point dog weekend, 
I hear what you're saying. And it makes a lot of sense, but it's just a really want to. We're not saying that's a reason. I know, but do you want to manipulate an angle that way, though? Don't you want your team to like just reckless speculation? No, 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 me. I'm not not saying the team, I'm saying the commissioner. Oh, you better believe. Oh, and our best player got hurt halfway. Greg through the game Sankey too. or uh, Jim wah, Delaney. That uh, new guy, his name's uh, flaking me. But yeah, they absolutely they absolutely Greg manipulate Warren. that thing to get to get the teams in the playoff. Hmm. It's about hmm. money. Hmm. One last game. Everything's got. about money, but right. And then we'll move on to baseball playoffs. Uh. Kentucky and Mississippi State, both two off teams, but both ranked teams. Uh, you thought this would be a high-scoring game, and it really wasn't with Will Levis versus Will Rogers. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing Will Levis in person. I, I want to see what all the hacks about. Uh, Robbie, coming to Neal in two weeks. Um, going to be another insane environment for Kentucky to come into. Yeah, we're doing – apparently we're doing black and uh, orange checkerboard and we're breaking out, breaking out the black jerseys. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see him also. Uh, but, look, I don't care. Look, we just saw the number one pick of the quarterback, Bryce Young. He was fantastic. Um, I can't praise Heifel enough. Man, he can get those receivers open. He can get them open deep and – it's – I just don't know how Kentucky can compete. Um, Stop Rodriguez, that's it. I mean, that game was so overrated. Both teams looked like, eh. Both quarterbacks are overrated. It was Chris Rodriguez. Uh, they're going to feed him just like they did Gibbs, but Tennessee's the much better team. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think – I mean, I don't know what the spread's going to be. I, I'd assume it's going to be Tennessee by 15 or 16. Um, uh, it's not anywhere near that from the line yeah. I saw. I saw. I would think like nine. The, the one I saw was Tennessee by about a touchdown. Oh, veterans preview. Hammer yeah. that. Yeah, hammer that. So it's a few the, weeks away, but ugh. it it got yeah. the plus nine on Alabama. So uh, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's move on to the the the. Baseball playoffs, Raj, I was waiting on you. Of course, we've talked a little bit about our Braves and Dodgers, um, both losing in the divisional round in five games. Uh, for the Braves, it was four games. But we got a very interesting set of National League championship series. You've got now the Padres leading one game to none. Uh, the Padres are a loaded superstar team without one very big superstar in Fernando Tatis. But I think a lot of people may have showed um, San Diego out a little bit. Uh, I think they caught a break with the Dodgers and catching the Dodgers after the bye. But now I'm not sure outside of the Yankees if there's any more star power than maybe the San Diego Padres. Yeah, I mean uh... – the Padres tied it up tonight, uh, one to one. The Phillies had another lead early, but you guys saw what the Phillies can do. Uh, the playoffs are about starting pitching when you let your starters pitch, and that's a quick note on the Dodgers, who they were their own worst enemy of the 
just quickly, of 36 innings pitched in four nine-inning games, starters pitched 20 innings, no starter pitched more than five innings. Dodger philosophy, according to Dave Roberts, was to pull them after five, and they wanted the bullpen to do the work, you know, matchups and one guy after another after another. Well, the Dodgers, that was their own undoing, including errors and to San Diego's credit, they got big hits when they needed to, and the Dodgers didn't. Being said, the Phillies have, I think, you saw what their starters can do. Uh, their starters out the Brave starters every night. Yes. I mean, every night. And, and it's not what you saw in the regular season. I'm yeah. talking about this short series. The Phillies were very effective. And San Diego is very similar. Um, yeah, the Padres have more star power, especially with two guys that if they're so young, if they're not dumbasses, they will be Hall of Famers. But I don't think either team can stack up to what's coming out of the AL. Uh, being said, I I wish I had more of an interest. I'm not going to lie. I'm an overgrown child. It still hurts to watch baseball. I will keep tabs on it, but I – I think this series is a toss-up. I expect Houston to come out of the other one. Uh, right now, it's one to one in the bottom of the fifth, and unfortunately, I expect Houston to win it all. Unless, like we saw again tonight, I think Philly was up four nothing, and San Diego's. You know, they're they're eerily similar. We said this as the time at the time to the Braves, acquiring guys at the deadline, like a. Uh, Drury, who came up huge tonight. Josh Bell, who came up huge tonight. Soto, obviously came up huge. So if there's going to be a storyline, it will be San Diego. Houston is the best overall team. At this point, I just hope it ends quickly so I can move on to the Lakers and another massive disappointment in sports. <laughs> hey, someone uh, wants to watch the Lakers? Holy shit. There's there there's a person in the world that wants to watch the Lakers this season. If I could change where I was from sometime <laughs> no, I this is this I've never said this in my life, and, and Brendan, I'm coming straight to you. I am quietly rooting for the Yankees because of my respect for Aaron Judge and, and what a quality human he is. So I have quietly quietly going to pull for the Yankees all the way. The only game I've watched is on the TV now, and I've got it muted, but I've been watching the Yankees. Go, go ahead, Brandon. Any out? No, I, I was I, I was gonna kind of reiterate what Raj says. Um, that was pretty much my notes. Is <laughs> the the Padres are very similar to the Braves in, in the acquisition um, after the trade or before the trade deadline, what happened. And they started kind of picking up a little bit of steam. And and right now they're hot. And it's, again, it's playoff baseball. It's not always the best team that wins. It's it's who's hot right now, who's pitching well. And, and the bullpens are deep. I, I love Philly, you know, Sad for the Braves. They had a better bullpen for sure. Um, Phillies bats got hot, and they they were just very. Uh, their pitching is just opportunistic, very opportunistic. Uh, thank you, and it, it just. 
I, I mean, I, I had already written the Braves in, in the championship. I thought we were going to see a repeat, you know, Braves-Dodgers kind of deal, and just didn't happen. Uh, unfortunately, they both went out. Both with, in my opinion, better – Houston's pretty daggum good and, and deep in the bullpen as well. But, um, man, the Padres are, are the brave story. They really are. Um, this, this is a team I'm actually rooting for just because of the, you know, the huge Santos, you know, acquisition and all that chatter in the background and then they kind of fell off after they acquired him and then they really started picking up and and now look at him so uh but i, I really i know you're rooting for the uh yankees but it's i think it's going to be padres houston uh in the world series I, I, robbie and i uh robbie davis we both lived in the san diego area uh me for less time than robbie but it is <clears> a city starved for success. Uh, did, you lived in San Diego area too, Rog? Yeah, I, my, I did my undergrad at UCSD actually. So, yeah, we. By both. the way, Houston, San Diego is probably one of the Dodger fans' worst nightmares. Houston, San yeah. Francisco would be the worst, but you're absolutely uh, right. It's starved. starved. Yeah, so, so I, I, have, I have some buddies there are still like there were the games tonight, and like yeah, I mean like, the Padres. Like, I got still. I don't necessarily root for them, but I hope they do well. And to see them in this, you know, this area, and like I never would have thought. Like I mean, they were horrible. Like it was like they were like the number one draft pick every year when I was there. Uh, to just have them here now, it's kind of amazing. Um, do I root for any of these teams? Do I care much about who wins or not? I'd like to see the Padres win, but if they don't, if, I mean. The Braves won last year. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to keep uh, losing my, you know, God championships over teams that I'm like, you know, slight fans over. Like, like Atlanta United already won a championship. The Braves won a championship. I'm like, can I get one of, of one I actually care about? Can we get one of those? That's all I'm worried yeah. about. I remember going to Jack Murphy Stadium and buying like a front row third base seats for like five dollars. Dude, dollar oh, seats yeah. in college, dollar yeah. beer night. We'd sit behind Tony Gwynn and we'd call him ho hos, even though he's yeah, so disrespectful. It, oh, we yeah. were just morons in college, but it, uh, it, it, one dollar seats. If you if you if, whenever you see games in LA and you think like LA is hard to get a, uh, people to come to a game, San Diego's even worse. Like, oh, yeah. let's run especially around. before Petco was built, Qualcomm was the biggest dump in the world. It was doesn't, just like Jack Murphy. Doesn't make them bad the fans, by the way, in my opinion. They were good fans. They'd just been robbed for a lot of years. The Dodgers throughout every game, quickly, the Dodgers were half, if not three quarters of the stadium all year against San Diego. In the playoffs, the Padres required a billing zip code. Yeah. Prior to ordering a ticket, I mean, to keep Dodger fans out. Now, that's sad or smart or both. But it's also San Diego, as we, three of us know. Chain has been all over tropical places in the world. Everyone should know. doesn't make them bad sports fans. It means, that, like, if they're not good, then I've got 18,000 other things to do in 73-degree weather. Yeah. It's just reality. And 
I guess good for Brett, them. But Brett yeah, is like, the, the zip Brett's code like, thing pisses me off. Six TV screens up there. Wow. I don't <laughs> worry about ticket prices or anything like that. So hey. he doesn't care about football then. That's for hey, sure. some things are better watched at home, boys. I, that's all I'm going to say. I used to refer to Tampa and Diego of Florida. Never good, but now they've become a great sports city. But for a long time, it felt the same way. Um, all right. Uh, I think Robbie just went off for a minute uh, to address a need. But let's let's real quick, let's pick this. I'm going to give you my picks before we move on to the NFL. I'm rooting for the Yankees and uh, the Padres, but I feel like the World Series are, is the Phillies and, and the Astros. So, but I'm rooting for, I guess, the underdog. Uh, I, I'll give you the Phillies, Astros, in the World Series. How about you, Brendan? It's um, Padres, Astros for me. Uh, I think Padre, like like we just said, it it almost seems like one of those destiny type deals, like coming out of the wild card. They beat the Mets, you know, beat the Braves. Now it's it, it's they're just on a heater right now, and that that's oh. what it is. And it, it it's not the best team that wins all the time. It, it's who's hot and. What's going on? And and they are, like you guys spoke to earlier, they're already in playoff mode on that wild card game. So they're rolling. And they haven't had – they've had to fight for tooth and nail to get to that wild card. So it to me, it, it's Padres and, and Astros. And I'm going to put some money on the Padres because I, I think Do- it's – do we year. like this new wild card format or yes or no? Like, I don't, and I think they'll change it back again once they see some of these wild card teams, not even after one game playing in a series already, are going to start kicking some serious ass. And I think it's, I think it's a, a, a to the detriment of the teams that battled all year in one divisions and. But and, are they going to give back – if they if they are making more money, are they going to give back more money? Well, I don't think we're done. I don't even know if they are. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they are. Either. Well, it's so, it's so hard to base, you know, your entire series and, and World Series and everything else on consecutive games or five games, seven games, whatever, and then have just a one-game series kind of wild card thing in there. and. I don't know. It throws off. It used to be two teams bit. made the playoffs back in the day, sure, and, and then three and a, and a, and one team. So, my favorite format has been the four teams make the playoffs, three division winners and a wild card. You immediately go into a five game and then to a seven game. That is by far the most traditionally well, baseball. It, it, if it if, and this this is a one year sample size, but if it's two or three years goes down the line and the best teams keep getting upset because this momentum versus rest, they're going to have to look at this and be like, what's going on? Well, and here's the back. I've never seen anybody go back though. They always go forward sports leagues and whatnot. It'd be hard to go back, but yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You get one more game in this format. You get three, five, seven, 15, 
where in the other one you got two sevens, 14. So you're really getting one more game, one more revenue game if all the series go max. Well, if they Make would this play round of, double round headers of and end the games before football season started, I, they'd have I, a lot more. I revenue. thought this should have been a round of seven. Baseball yeah. already a month too long. I've said before or bragged before, I've been to World Series game in Fenway. We lost, but it was like nine degrees. Baseball's not meant to be played in nine degrees. Cut a month off the season, keep the playoffs, make them seven-game series like the NBA. Double headers all more. summer long. Yeah, man. Just yeah. get short and it. Get, get it done. It, it, you either can that do or 162 games. Shorten the games. Play right. double headers and have the playoffs in August. College football is proving that the traditional – Leagues, divisions, whatnot, are lame. For all fans that didn't know, Robbie Robbie is our spokesman and should be uh, scheduling for all uh, professional sports leagues and when they play. I I could fit all of them into areas where they don't overlap and I can make all of them more money because that's where the TV money is. Like you're telling the NBA and NHL, they're playing right now. Are you, they played on Monday night. Are you kidding me? Like, just get out. It's of also, I, I get what you're saying, but it's also, they have such a long season, they have to start so early. But it's kind of cool as a fan to, to be like, okay, it's a Tuesday. What am I going to, so I got NHL on, I got MLB on, I got, but TV you know, pay, NBA pays their players, they pay the whole thing. I, I'm just saying, eat that more than anything in sports. I get it. I get uh, it. But I, I'd rather watch that than, you know, I'm I not going to say. <laughs> I loved Atlanta Braves and cared less that they were eliminated on Saturday night. Yeah. Cared less. was important. You couldn't, get, you couldn't get them on TV no, in a bar NFL in Knoxville, yes. Well, let's be honest. NFL's king. Once NFL starts, well, everything else is yes. fighting for second. And... Let's move on to the NFL. And I have a very, very strong suspicion and I'll, I will say it, well, my fantasy sucks, but I, I know a lot about football besides fantasy football. But if I'm watching two teams head-to-head, the best two teams I've seen in the NFL this year and for probably the last two years are the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, even though the Rams won the Super Bowl. I really think the Bills and the Chiefs are built different than everybody else. Head-to-head matchup this week. The Bills win, but I, I think you can play that game a hundred times and fifty Chiefs win fifty times. The Bills win. It is unbelievable how even matched these two teams are. Uh, Rod, we'll start with you. How even are these two teams? I was trying to get that out before I burped. Yeah, I mean, I think they're evenly matched, and that's also for by design. Buffalo saw what was going on in Kansas City and constructed their roster very similarly, uh, perhaps not at the tight end, but they're very similar in terms of uh, roster scheme, everything. I think Chain and I both picked Buffalo. I just thought, especially after watching Kansas City barely beat the crappy-ass Raiders, um, that Buffalo would come out on top. And, and for me, it was – obviously with Josh Allen, who just is the best player in the NFL, flat out. 
I don't think it's debatable. Also, offensive line, a lot of that has to do with Josh Allen. But, you know, I saw the Raiders' defensive front seven do their thing with Kansas City, whereas in, in this game, uh, Allen was sacked once. Buffalo ran the ball effectively. Conversely, Kansas City could not run on that Buffalo team. And um, even though Juju and, and Kelsey got their own, I felt like it was a game that Buffalo had the entire game, even though Ivona was tied 10-10 to and 17-17. I just thought the better team won. And, Shane, I don't know if you had your headphones in, but I was just saying how, you know, Kansas City couldn't run, and they didn't run, conversely, and and, uh, or or, sorry, congruently, rather. And, you know, I think Buffalo, even though it was close, I don't want to say the torch has been passed, but – Again, this is a team that's very well constructed and very intelligent. They saw what was going on, and they did the same, and they got an, an equally great quarterback and uh, a better defense. No, I, I totally agree. So here's the difference: is is definitely defense, um, and like we talked about, and I said last week, is the difference between the Raiders and the Bills on defense when they would blitz, they were cover one man. Um, or just straight up man. Buffalo played cover two zone most of the time when they blitzed. And they don't have the athletes aside from Travis Kelsey to to get there. And their front four, I mean, is, is going to get to Mahomes. He was sacked three times in this matchup. Uh, Josh Allen only sacked once. That, that was the biggest difference. Um, in my opinion, and also it, it created uh, opportunities for you know secondary in that zone. Uh, I mean, two two interceptions, I believe, by Mahomes uh, yep. because of that rush and that zone defense and that cover too. And I told you that was going to be the determining factor, and it, it's exactly what it was because it, it's a shootout between these guys. We've seen it time and time again, all the way down to the. Um, AFC playoffs where it was coin flip, whoever had the ball last. They learned from that, and and they studied this Raiders film. I promise that that is the determining factor was that defense and that cover two zone, uh, trusting the front four, put pressure, get a sack, or create a turnover. And that that was the game. I mean, really, that that was the difference. Because Mahomes is a better quarterback, in my opinion. I mean, he's a magician back there. And – if he had the the weapons that um, Gabe Davis, uh, Travis not or not not Travis, but Dawson Dawson Knox and, and uh, Stefan Diggs, I mean, he's got three dudes like dudes that can catch balls. Uh, Mahomes got Travis Kelsey. He's got a washed up Juju Smith Schuster who actually scored. He, he did well, but I. That was the difference. He had to look for all these other guys. Kelsey, you know, he got his yards and all that, whatever. Uh, but he he wasn't going to have that, you know, two hundred yard game or you know three touchdowns, four touchdowns or whatever. They're too smart for that. So, Brandon, linebackers. Before we go yeah. wrong, y'all have hinted all around it. Uh, my impression of watching this game was the one undeniable fact. The Bills may be the best tackling team in the NFL. 
Yeah. It's simple. Wrap up. Don't yeah. go for the big hit. Wrap up. And yep. So many, so many NFL players, especially young kids, superstars, whatever, come out and they're trying to throw a shoulder and knock somebody off their block. And look, you're going against another dude that is just as big and as oh. fast and as strong as you. And if you don't wrap up, bro, like, come on, you can't just knock people off the block like that. So yeah. To Randall's point, look at all the solo tackles by Buffalo. Uh, a young kid like DeMar Hamlin, the safety for Buffalo, he had seven tackles, all solo. There was like 30 Tremaine Edmonds. Von Miller did Von Miller Dude. things with two sacks, yeah. all solo uh, tackles. They, they didn't need help, and they trusted that, and that was amazing. Yeah, Dude, the I, front Randall four. A great point. Yeah. They tackled Dude. so well, well. They didn't need I'm, help. Well, that's that was the biggest difference. You have you have you have Mahomes, you have Allen going back and forth. Look, they're both great. These offenses are great. These coaches are great. They're they're so evenly matched. The it factor right now, Von Miller. He is the guy. He is the guy that's the game changer that makes Mahomes uncomfortable, and that's going to throw things off the line, like. Even if he, he had two tackles, two sacks, maybe whatever it was, but the the way he affects the game, that's for sure. That's what changes everything. Changes the reads of the line. Has to you have to clip him. Like he was with the Rams last year. Now with the Bills, look, that's the changing of the guard. He is the maybe the Deion Sanders or Charles Haley. Like that, he changes teams and that shifts the balance of. Who's the best team in the league? Um, this, is the this is the most impressive win I've seen in a long time. The Bills going into Arrowhead and beating Kansas City like that. Like, but they're evenly matched. We're going to see this again, and I'm all for it. No, I I totally agree with you, Robbie. Like Von Miller is the is a key factor here. That's why they can trust their front four to rush yeah. Yeah. and and play that cover two zone and. That's how you, know, you beat teams. Now. That's how you beat teams. And that's what caused the three turnovers or the two turnovers and uh, the three sacks is, is because of that. And they trusted that. That was, you know, that was the difference between Raiders versus Bill's defense. And and Raiders had a, had a very good uh, game plan against them as well. So, uh, again, I, I, I preached it all week last week and that – I mean, it came to fruition, so that it, is it, exactly it what I've back, seen. It goes back to the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the uh, Seahawks beating the, the Broncos, in, or the Panthers, whoever beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, and then the uh, yeah. Chiefs getting beat last year, then Bucks beat. If you can rush four, that's the that's the, that's the yeah. trips night in the NFL. If you can yeah. do that, because those guys can cover – one yep. on one. Who's the better team? Alabama football, baby. Who's the better team? Everybody give me one one answer. Buffalo. Buffalo. All right. Uh, I got one word to say about Von Miller, and I think it gets lost. Um, that he, I think he is uh, Bruce Smith or LT. I just think he's moved around where LT played his whole career in the Giants, and Bruce Smith played his whole career in Buffalo, and even Reggie, uh, you know, kind of moved around towards the end of his career, but really it's the Eagles and the Packers and that horrible stop 
Uh, the Astros just hit a home. Von Miller's Deion Sanders. I'll go where I can get paid and win. He's also a massive leader, man. He knows what yeah. buttons to push yep. and what not to. If anyone saw the Rams, sorry to Randall interrupt last year, he told Aaron Donald, like, they need to hear from you now. Right now, Aaron Donald is a soft-spoken guy, big stick, whatever. That didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. When Aaron Donald spoke up is when they came alive in the playoffs. Swing a big and stick and speak softly. That, too. I feel like that's kind of reversed, but whatever. He uh, he knew he, – he knows what – he's just a highly intelligent guy, and it's not yeah. just the glasses. And he's just such a leader, and he looks like he's hit the fountain of youth. Randall, so sorry. All we do is interrupt you, but you know you have three children, four including your beautiful daughter. Please continue. I'll, I'll just – I jumped over and watched a little of the Astros. I want to move on, though, um, back to college football. I think we covered that. I agree with you. I think the Bills are the better team. Uh, I, I think, Only because of their defense. Yes. And, and I think before the season, we're going to see the Bucks establish themselves as maybe the best team in the NFC. I think they've been injured. Things are not yeah. for the Bucks. Uh, I'm not sure there's a dominant team in the NFC this year. Yeah, I love Philadelphia. They look yeah, awesome Philly, to me. Philly may be the one. Um, I question Philly. I don't question the receivers as much uh, now that AJ's there. But I do question the depth of their skilled people. It's AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and some dudes. And I'm then still Miles Sanders and some dudes. They're really I'm still like Jerry's out on Philly for me right now. I, I don't know. They NFL sneaky, you know, and a team looks good, um, but then they can go lose to the Jets or the Commanders or you know whoever. So it, the I don't know. In three and just beat the 49ers. I mean, that's how the NFL. Hey, Marcus Mariota was a hot waiver wire pickup for yeah. most most fantasy people. So it, it, it's – I'm not sold on Philly. Um, I still really think the Bucks are for sure in play. And I, I, I like San Francisco, man. I, I really do. Under Garoppolo. Uh, and and the Falcons played perfect. I mean, and if you play perfect, well, you can win. All right, we're we're in. I want to take the back side of this 15, 20 minutes here, and I want each one of us to go through. And first of all, i got a couple of statements to make. I tried to go and find – there's so many college basketball sites that, that are March Madness related where you can get where the palm record is and stuff. So I went through a lot of the, the college football sites this day. I mean, every one of the reputable sites, even Palm, and tried to figure out where the playoffs hole would be if it was released today. Don't tease me to college basketball, and then we're going to talk about football. The basketball was not on your agenda, so you have to wait a little while. So I was trying to do a similar thing. And, and, you know, me being a Tennessee fan, that was the first one I looked at. So, of the five websites that I went to that says, we're the most accurate playoff, we're the most accurate playoff predictor, Tennessee was between one and five in these five sites. At most, they were three, uh, but one of them had them at five, one of them had it one, 
I think one of them had them at four and two of them had them at three. So I don't think nobody really has a grip on where that poll will come out because it's so dependent on strength of schedule and who beat who and, you know, what happened and people two and three down the line. If you were on the playoff committee, I'll give you my four and then we'll go around. My four today would be Ohio State in this order too. Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan. Now, I did, Clemson would be five. Is that based on the presumption that Georgia beats Tennessee in that game? And if no, so, that's right. It's right now. Two days. Two day. Oh, okay. Oh, my bad. So that's my five. That order. Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson. So, I'm with uh, you. Robbie. Yeah, so this year kind of reminds me of – you remember that first year? I think it was the first year where uh, the playoff ratings came out and Mississippi State was number one, like Ole Miss was number two. And then there that was, was Yacht, 24 – yeah, 2014. We yeah. actually won that year. Yeah, yeah so, so this is kind of reminds me like so, – so look, like right now the best resume is Tennessee. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, it just is. And then mm-hmm. I think you go Georgia because they beat Oregon so badly would be the second best team. Um, and this is resume-wise. I don't think this is who's better. Um, I wrote down Ohio State third and Michigan fourth. But because Michigan beat Penn State, Ohio State, I'm not sure they beat anybody yet. So I'm going to flip them and do Michigan third, Ohio State fourth. Knowing this is all going to flip and it it's just a fluid situation, but it's just who have you played thus far? But so I've got UT, UGA, Michigan, Ohio State, and then Clemson five. And you know what? I I know it's crazy, but an undefeated Clemson, they're just not going to beat anybody worth of a crap. To I mean, they're going to get in, but I'm not sure they can't. They, they, they should get in based not, on their schedule. I'm not sure they do get in. And, and I will, we'll talk about who's in and who's out here in a minute. But I think you're valid for thinking the same way. All right. Uh, I, by the way, I did pull the strength of schedule. Right now, because there's so many big games to play, and Tennessee has played a couple of big games or a couple of low side top 25 plus Alabama, they had the highest strength of schedule. And Michigan. What's next of the four teams I talked about? Shane, go ahead. All right. So we're – hold on. Sorry, my phone's going crazy here. Randall, you don't Um, need me. I agree entirely with you. Okay. All right. So this is a flawed system. Obviously, we've we've known that from all the way back to the BCS days. So once you are – automatically ranked in a certain position uh, unless you lose a game or whatever, it's hard to fall. Um, So if you're going strictly resume, obviously UT is, has the best resume out of the top four, but 
was Alabama put there because of that's fair the preseason rankings like are they really that good like they had some close games to some bad teams um so you know there there is a name name well I I mean you know you you can if they are Alabama they're not there well you can battle all day on on either case and they both have valid cases on either side so my top four um i would say That's some feedback there it's really tough because look like i said earlier there is no team in college football right now that I feel is completely dominant. I think every team in college football can be a beat right now. Um, what is that going on? I have no idea. A lot of, a lot of uh, background. Yeah, I was trying to clean the background. Somebody's, somebody's picking up really bad, but I can't figure out who it is. Go ahead, Jane. No, I'm just saying. I, I mean, there's no clear, like, you know, dominant team right now in, in the top four. Um, and you can, you can coin flip this, in my opinion, between, you know, obviously Georgia's number one right now. Should they be? Probably not. But they were ranked higher, so consensus says, yeah, they are. What is that noise? It's me. I can't, I can't hear it. Maybe it's me. Yep, there it was. Okay, so, yeah, it was you, Rob. Sorry, buddy. Um, So, yeah, consensus is, uh, you know, since Georgia was already pre-ranked in the top, uh, they had a close game with Missouri or whatever. They haven't lost. They haven't been great. Uh, They're definitely beatable. I would – it's a coin flip. Tennessee is a really good offensive team. their weakness is definitely in their defense. And, you know, if it comes down to a track meet between Georgia, can they win? Absolutely. I think they can. Um, if it comes down to a defensive game where you run the ball against Michigan, I don't know. Uh, Ohio State, who knows? You know, this Notre Dame win, that's our only signature win we have so far. It's getting less and less impressive, uh, and it's it, not at all. Stanford was. I looked at looked at. I was like, "Holy crap!" They lost to Stanford. Yeah. So it yeah it, it gets less and less impressive. But as we all know, these are kids in college, and they're all new because most of the top programs have NFL players that continually reproduce and you know go to the NFL. So they have to gel. It takes time. It takes offensive defensive schemes and and getting these kids involved and to buy into the system but but where would you rank them right now that's i'm getting to that it's a very long-winded statement so just bear with me um i would say georgia ohio state tennessee michigan I, I, 
yeah, I think any of it's a valid audit. Now, I mean, it's a coin flip to me right now. So, uh, Rod, since we agree on the top five, who among the next five, which still includes SC, Texas with even two losses, I think, uh, Oregon. No, no. Wait, what? No, Texas, no. I do have to say one thing. I, I think I, I disagree with Clinton. No, Texas can't get in or Alabama with two losses. I, I didn't say that. I said the next five. Or I disagree with Clemson in the top like seven right now, personally. I, but I'm just looking for who's the best team right now that's down out of the top five that could make a run and go undefeated from this point. And, and even Oregon got blew out. You're muted, Raj. All right, who – you understand what I'm asking? I'm just making sure. Okay. Yes, I, I, for one, understand your question. Um, so, of those teams after that five, Clemson being the fifth, I think Alabama's there by name, saying if they yeah. win out, then obviously they're there. After that, I don't see Ole Miss. There's a lot of crazy lines this weekend, one of which – is number seven Ole Miss as a two-point underdog at LSU. I'm not saying that's indicative of anything. It does kind of confirm what I think of Ole Miss, which is not much. I don't think much of the Big 12. However, if either of those teams run the table, yeah, they're going to be right there. Of the Pac-12, if any of those three teams, I, I don't see a two-loss Utah coming getting in because of that, by virtue of that Florida game, which is sad, but eventually it comes down to paper. And to Robbie's point, I don't think a two-loss Texas can, but they can get. No. they can get and, to the top five. Hey, hey Rod, they could have Rod, if Alabama Rod. won, because yes. a close loss to Alabama is a win in the in the pollsters' eyes. Raj, Raj, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What's the better chance for the Pac-12? Oregon winning out or UCLA going undefeated? I think it's one of the L.A. schools by virtue of the fact that Oregon, in my opinion, it's just one game, but they're done. I don't think you can have a team probably as the four seed, and if Georgia wins out is the one seed and you lost them 49-3 to three in a neutral site, I think that's your dunzo. I'm, I'm not a big scoreboard guy, but the Pac-12 is the exception. Utah's got two losses, including a loss of Florida. So it's USC – if they could win out, they could sneak in by star power and the fact they lost by one point at Utah. And a lot of people who saw that game uh, could understand why they lost. Or UCLA who absolutely has to go undefeated. They put points on the board. It's Chip Kelly. Uh, but really, it's a lot of gimmicks in the Pac-12 at that point. But Oregon, Utah, in my opinion, I couldn't see putting them in by virtue of major losses to the SEC. Oregon sitting there as the leader in the clubhouse would worry me because they got killed by Georgia. I'd want UCLA to be ahead of them. So UCLA is ahead in the polls, but by one, actually in the real poll, in the AP, the real, the coaches, it's the other way around. Yeah. They play each other this weekend in Eugene and undefeated UCLA as a six-point underdog. So whatever team comes out of this will be the front runner, obviously. Neither will likely belong. It must be said that Oregon does not play USC. 
UCLA and USC do play last game of the year at UCLA. Uh, whether that matters when it comes to the, the playoffs, I doubt stadium, it, but we'll stadium. see. It doesn't matter. Hey, let me let me throw a little stat. Let me hopefully it's below sixty there that day. Let me throw some stats at you boys real quick. So in the last, I think, eight to ten years, the national championship team has been ranked in the top twenty-five in defense. Aside from two years, which was Auburn, Cam Newton, and uh, LSU, Joe Burrow, those are the only two teams. Aside from that, defense has got to be pretty stout within the playoffs. Um, so take a look at that when factoring in your champion. So no Tennessee, no USC, so, UCLA. So Hennon Hen Hooker is pulling a Joe Burrow. Oh, actually, Tennessee defense. It, exactly, unless you have a special yeah. talent. Yeah. And, and I agree. Trophy um, now, I'll throw some other stats out here that's, you know, just – kind of bias but uh tennessee is overall defense ranked 104th uh ohio state i believe is who we, we've played nobody yet um we're in the top 25 but again we've really not played when anybody. did ohio state play purdue that's what we want to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> hope it's not a night game with the kids in the <laughs> hospital over there that's and, all we want to know is when is iowa play purdue? that's iowa Rock. Yeah, that's Iowa. Barren Midwest. We play Iowa Island this school. week, actually. <laughs> Your thirty point. I'm, I'm about to look it up. When, Iowa. So, you know what? Probably, probably they don't even play Purdue this year. So, Robbie, going back to Texas, I just ran a scenario through the uh, predictor that I found that Georgia wins out, wins the SEC undefeated. Ohio State wins out undefeated all the way through. Clemson. Wins out undefeated all the way through. Texas finishes the rest of the season undefeated. It gives me their, and understand this is a long rhythm that some guys wrote. It gives me a top five of, or top four of Georgia, Ohio State, Texas. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is a scenario. If So I've, I've got another scenario. I think Texas could get there. I've got they another get benefits scenario. for losing without their quarterback, though. What if? With. Okay, so what if UT? Sucks, but. What if UT loses to Georgia, and that's their only loss? All right, Georgia goes in. Don't steal my next question. Don't steal Alabama my next question. loses. You got all. I didn't it. know. You, I didn't know you had that question. Yep. My bad. I'll I'll stop. Wait, right run there. that scenario by me again, Randy. I, I, Wait, on. what? I'll run it in just a second. I, I got one question for Raj, then we'll move on to the SEC. The same playoff predictor. Texas it, lost two games. Yeah, hold on, but Alabama would have two losses under that scenario. Uh, the same playoff predictor, if you go USC goes undefeated, UCLA goes undefeated, or Oregon goes undefeated, it gives of those three from here on out, from here on out, which means UCLA would be undefeated 12 and 0. Uh, Oregon They'd have to beat USC, though. USC yeah. and UCLA play each other. That's what I'm saying, or USC goes, finishes 11. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. It gives the better odds, odds to Oregon at 11 and 1 than it does UCLA at 12 and 0. Do you agree with that? 
absolutely not in the sense that, well, again, Oregon plays UCLA this weekend. That would necessitate Oregon having two losses, including one to UCLA at home. Uh, but I, get, I get your point, though. Yeah. I get your point. Um, no, I mean, I think they're just getting the benefit of losing to a great team first game of the year and turning it around. Lately, Bo Nix does not look like Bo Nix. Um, it it kind of just proves our overarching point yeah, right. about college football, which is it's, it's all just basically a coin toss, and it's extremely ambiguous, and naturally so when you have 12 games and teams don't play each other head-to-head, and you're wondering who beat who and when. We've already established the fact that these are 18-year-old kids and playing a Saturday in Columbus in the first game of the year for Notre Dame against playing against Stanford at home. They're entirely different teams you're going to get in the field. So, but unfortunately uh, – Randall, there's no circumstances Texas getting in the playoffs. Zero. Again, they get injury benefit by losing a good quarterback. They've lost two they games. They lost to Alabama, already. and then they lost two games. to Texas They've lost two Tech. games. Yeah, They're not getting in. So, you never know. I agree. No, no, I, I can, I assure you, I know they're not going to oh, I mean, Not well, in a 14, in a 12 I mean, team. Yeah. They're also still Texas. I, mean, losses I, I don't give a crap who they are. I guarantee yeah, you a lot of two losses they're not getting in. How many losses? If they have to get in, they have to beat four ranked teams. Tell that to two loss Nick Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Nick Saban will get in before two loss Texas. Yes, they're, they're like, we in. give him the in, the injury buff, injury buffer. That, God, uh, you know, I'm you got hurt 100 to one odds. You put a hundred bucks on, I'll pay you a thousand. We're not Texas saying not they're going to get in. We're yeah, just saying it, it is a consideration. Yeah. All right. Before this You're break, down, I'm down. Rob, Robbie's Robbie's brilliance has just hung up on this conversation we were having four points ago. But yeah, let's go to the next one. Never let a point die if you're right i think there is a scenario where texas gets in because we're not we're not thinking about the the concept of alabama has two losses plus they've lost to georgia in the SEC championship game they have three losses because the first point was georgia goes undefeated from here all right so here we go let's play this scenario out georgia or tennessee wins whoever you want georgia wins Georgia goes to the SEC championship. Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama all finish the season. Uh, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. Alabama is then 12 and 1. Georgia is 12 and 1. Tennessee is 11 and 1. Who makes the playoffs? Not Tennessee. Based on name, it's unfortunate. And People write excuses like we all alluded towards with that one game against Alabama, even though Tennessee deserved to win. Uh, name and reputation, I, I'd be, I, I don't know how you could put Tennessee in unless – it's such a shame that we have to go to reputation. And although Tennessee's got a Heisman Trophy winner right now in their back pocket, but I don't think anyone would be shocked if Tennessee was the team left on the outside looking in. Wait, so you said Alabama wins SEC – Wins the conference. 12 and 1, 12 and 1, 11 and 1. Like, but they beat Georgia. All three of those teams end up with one losses. And, one and, loss. And, and, and so Georgia beats Tennessee. Yes. Alabama, Tennessee. Reverse it. 
Georgia, Tennessee beats Georgia, and Tennessee goes to the SEC championship game, loses the rematch to Alabama. Alabama. Then it's, Alabama 12 and 1. Well, that, that's exactly what happened last year. They both got in. Yeah. They should have yeah. been in the so Tennessee game. If Tennessee goes undefeated, four. they lose Alabama rematch. They both get in. That's easy. Yeah. So, so what about the first scenario but, we said? No, first scenario the first should scenario, be, no, should be Alabama. Georgia beats Tennessee. Alabama yeah. beats Georgia in the SEC championship game. It should be Alabama, All one lost teams. Alabama, Tennessee. Who gets in? No, 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 uh, no. Alabama, no. Tennessee. No, no. If Alabama and Georgia play the championship and Georgia Poor Randall. Tennessee, then no, Tennessee's the odd man out. Okay, agreed. So what happens if Georgia beats Tennessee – then beats Alabama in the SEC championship. Does Tennessee and Georgia both go to the playoff? Yeah. Yeah, that's a given. Yeah. Is there a scenario? Here's a scenario that I think is the death doom to the playoff. If Clemson loses, Clemson, Tennessee is 11 and 1, Georgia is 12 and 0. Ohio State is 12 and 0, and Michigan is 11 and 1. Is there a scenario you get two Big Ten and two SEC teams into the playoffs? Clemson's not Big Ten, but. The, Clemson loses. Oh, so okay. Clemson has lost. When the ACC if Ohio State and Michigan's close, then yeah, I see that. Yeah. Why not? Robbie? It's the two power conferences. I mean, why well, would you not want to so see that? Since they've already agreed to expand it to 12, all this controversy is now like, oh, well, yeah, it's bad now, but it's sort of stuff. We'll fix it later. later. Yeah. So, so, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to shit a lot of controversy now. So it's really the four best teams. If it is Michigan, Ohio State, and two SC teams, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And like, they'll, they'll play it out. And you know what? It'll get monster ratings, probably the biggest raise it's ever had. And then they're cashing their checks and then they're going to move on. And like, that's the thing. People have so sh- such short memories. Like, Obviously, honestly, when- ACC, Clemson, like, yeah, they've been a pseudo powerhouse. But if they lose, yeah, you're out, man. Like, sorry. What about the best teams? Should ratings and money matter? Of course, we all know that that's all that matters to the powers that be. But I think that's the question. Like, yeah, that's it is the question. That's that's why you're going to twelve because, yeah, you have these top-rated teams that are pre-ranked that can't hardly fall, even if they lose a game. I mean, they're still in the top six. We've just seen that. Um, yeah, you get the twelve, getting the monotony out of this thing. Exactly. Right. And go ahead, Brent. All right, let me let me wrap this up before we go to bet your nuts. Rod, don't stray off. No, I'm right here. I'm right here. All right. The rest of the season is played out the way you think it's going to play all play out. Give me one through four. Your playoff teams. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead, Robbie. Go ahead. Um, I think it's going to be Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State. 
intensity. Say it. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. I asked what it's going to be. Yeah. All right. In that order, Georgia. No, 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 no. no. I think it'll be. Uh, no, it's not in order, but yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, one, two, Clemson, three, Tennessee, four. So Georgia, Tennessee, and a rematch in the playoffs. Yeah. All so right. does that mean Georgia and Tennessee, Georgia would win? And then Alabama would face Georgia in the SEC championship game. And Georgia, Georgia beats win. them. Yeah. I think that's entirely possible, uh, if yeah. not likely. It's, mine's going to play out a little different, but go ahead. Uh, who wants to do the next? I'll go next. Okay. I'm going to go um, Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Clemson. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia. Tennessee, Clemson. I think there. we're going to see a Buckeye Vols playoff here. So you, which so is you gonna... think? Wait, just Brandon. Just question. So you think Tennessee losing to Georgia would still be ranked ahead of Clemson undefeated? Yeah. Yes. Clemson. I, 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 I agree with that. To, to be I mean, honest, Clemson. like I, I wouldn't even put Clemson in there. It's just I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I I'm, would not I'm either. doing this as as how the committee's going to think, and and that's why I'm trying to guess that way. If it was up to me, it would be, uh, you know, in no order: Ohio State, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama for sure. I mean, they're they're the top four teams in the country by far. Clemson is they have a good defense, but they're average at best. I agree. I, I, think, I think the top four teams would roll Clemson. It wouldn't be. Oh, fun. for sure. It, it's not going to be it. I just think, and I'm hoping for, this Tennessee-Ohio State matchup because you know we're all going to that game, right? Oh, yeah. In L.A.? Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is going to be uh, – yeah. It actually would be Atlanta. I'm already looking at hotel this, rooms. No, no. There's Atlanta. The, the championship's in L.A. I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm looking at the – not the championship, but the, the playoffs. So, if, if we're one and three, we're going to play each other in the semifinal. And that's probably no, – we're, we're going to be in Sugar Bowl. Two and three, then one and – Oh, So, yeah, Randall, yeah, yeah. to answer your question, I think, yeah, it's going to come down to Clemson being undefeated versus the only other thing that – and this is under the presumption that and I think this is entirely likely, if not will happen, that Tennessee only loses to Georgia, if that, and Georgia beats Alabama in – because if Alabama beats Georgia, then we're all screwed. It's all like – especially the rest of us. Alabama's not a good team this year. We don't know that. Bryce Young's – They have tons of NFL talent across the board. But what I'm saying yeah. is most likely the only team possible – teams possible to uh, unend, if you will – Clemson would be, in my opinion, a name team like, I hate to say this, USC, do they belong? No, not at this point. But that would mean they win out. They would beat Oregon in the championship game. They'd be undefeated UCLA in the Pac-12. And a one-loss USC team could give Clemson undefeated in a much worse ACC, which I don't think anybody could dispute that. They run terrible. for that fourth seed. But hey. – as of right now, that would mean that the top three would be Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, and I think USC could sneak in or an undefeated UCLA could sneak in. 
I so, don't see Oregon hey, getting in points wise. I would I, love to see that from the Pac-12. I'm praying that Clemson gets beat because what I, I am too. I, I would like to see, and you they can could make, lose at Notre Dame, man. I hate to say that, but Notre Dame shows up when they play well, big boys, like, and, like, and that's a big boy game. Like, I do. So, so, so it does suck when Notre Dame's in the playoff or a shitty Michigan team is in just for being in, like because it. Uh. it it's essentially a bye week for that one. Two, like, or when Washington was in, like, like stupid. Yeah, stupid. I know they want to be inclusive, but come on, they're not. They're not that good. And like, uh, we well, all, it's such a flawed system. Like, yeah. it starts off. We you know, all know that. We all watch these on. games. We all know that. And like, yeah, they're not. They're not up to this level. And then it's like, well, yeah, go ahead, blow out, and then get on to the next game. I mean, if you could just have like ten or twelve intelligent people to actually just watch games and rank people based on eye test and what they yeah. see, Where's things the would be completely. I think it was yeah, exactly right. I, I, I can't remember the exact year. I think I want to say based on memory, it was Clemson played Notre Dame, Alabama played Oklahoma, and Oklahoma or Alabama had to pl- prepare oh. for Oklahoma and all this like spread offense. And Dabo was like, yeah, we prepared that whole month for Alabama. Then we just week one weekend we prepared for Notre Dame. And then it was like, yeah, we got them. Like, we're good. Like, that's not that's not a problem. And so, like, that just yeah. shouldn't be that way. I just want Clemson out of the picture. I think Tennessee. I do too. So Clemson's as, so overrated. I think we can beat Alabama, which we just did. I think we beat Clemson head-to-head. I think we're on par – with Michigan, I still believe Georgia and Ohio State are better than everybody else. Now, it's my personal opinion, but I still think Georgia and Ohio State are are my one and two. Well, there's a huge difference between having teams in Neyland Stadium with 105,000 people and that atmosphere. We we still only won by three. And so you take a neutral field – and we 28 penalties, which is yeah, and he almost got the field goal blocked. Too. Yeah, so we're not we're, we're, we're not even as good. Like oh, you take it you matter. take Ohio State, uh, like we're not that good. Like we're 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 good. We're explosive, but you're good. That was ex- that was a one once in a lifetime kind of thing, and we barely won by three. You're uh, good because you got the boy back. Hendon yeah, Hooker. Is, make yeah. When you got a dude like that, that can. Just open the up the ball game. wherever you want it, yeah. and receivers. What was Justin you guys are doing in Clem? He let him go. I think uh, someday we'll understand that the reason you judge Tennessee's defense by its run stop ability because we put so much pressure on your offense. We're always going to be in the four TD drives in the first half, all yeah. of them about two minutes. What the hell do you expect when it comes down to third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency? They're going to have. They're long. like top twenty-five in the country. Yeah, I would like saying. to see. I don't like to defend Tennessee. They can kick I would, rocks. Hey, I'm surrounded I was by pre- myopic people that I'm happy for. I was but preaching. That's a good team, dude. That's a it good, is a good team. good team. I was preaching balance, you know, before this game. What I've seen out of Tennessee, you know, even in the high pace offense, they were somewhat balanced on the run versus pass. This they game ran was the ball com- better than I thought against Alabama. This Way game, better. this game was a little unbalanced, though. I mean, they threw the ball a lot more. And, uh, well, if you can't stop really, it, really picked up the chunk plays. No, I mean they they did great. Look, look, dude, 
I mean, they're a contender. Like I said, I don't see any team right now that's unbeatable. And wrap this the top up. top four can coin flip. I believe that exactly. Clemson is the one that doesn't belong. And until I see for Clemson sure and DJ ooh, la, 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 play better, I want – They probably have the easiest road, though, ironically yeah, yeah, enough. for sure. And, and this is what I don't well, want. And they started so high, and that's what pisses me off. They started high without any preseason polls. This, this is what I do not want. And, and it, it, become, it has become this. Tennessee's path to the playoff is easier losing to Georgia in Athens. Yes. 100% correct. At 100%, 100% correct. That was my – I was going to bring that if up If they go to the championship game and them. they get smoked, they'll drop out. If, you, they, right. if they are a one-loss, 11-and-one team – right. That's a great – And, Al- and great. Alabama beats Georgia, it's a 100% guaranteed they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's hard to beat a team twice. Let's say they face Alabama and Alabama I, I, wins by 30. No, no, See, no. I told you so. If they beat yeah. Georgia at it's, Georgia, they could fall out, dude. That was the they scenario really I was going to bring up earlier for Randall. They really yeah, could. It's exactly. a great point. A lot I, of it's name recognition. I don't think losing a game should make it easier because I think losing that last Sunday to or Saturday to Alabama badly in an SEC championship game actually hurts them right. more. It shouldn't, but I mean, do politicians do what they Wait, need hold to on, do? Hold to get so, elected? so, Rob, what he, what what we're saying is. Tennessee beats Georgia by one point, and Georgia loses half their dudes, whatever it is. Then Tennessee plays Alabama in the SEC championship game, and Alabama just folds them. And then everybody says, oh, yeah, Tennessee, that's what we thought. They go from one to five, and somebody else sneaks in. No, didn't we just see this last year with Georgia and Alabama? Yeah, but Tennessee is not Georgia and Alabama by name. No, no, no. If if Tennessee beats Georgia, they're in the playoff. Are we sure about that? That's the point. If they lose to Georgia, they could be better odds to be in the playoff. If if Tennessee beats Georgia and they went out to the SEC championship. They get smoked. By Alabama, and the no, they're in the playoff because they've already beat Alabama, so they they only lost the team that beat them. These so, are morons. Uh, no, no, notes, no. There, there, there's not, absolutely or no way. There, there, there's no way if Tennessee wins out and they're only lost to no. a team they've already beat, they're not in the playoff. There's but no those way. people go back and talk about those penalties and in Knoxville and all that no, stuff, and they say no it was way. a fluke. There's no way. Randall's right, dude. I think if her name is Georgia, we're there. I think if her name's Alabama, we're there. But I don't think no. we're yes. we're not. I agree. Are you crazy? You're if Alabama only... beats them 57 to 10, there, there, for whatever there, reason, Hooker gets no hurt, more, then it, what? Like maybe if you they're say – They're not in, no. They are not If UCLA's in. undefeated, maybe, but they're not going to be. If they're the, – your only me. loss is the team that just beat you in the championship. And Michigan, no. Ohio State are overtime game and Clemson's undefeated. No. They're not in, dude. Here's the thing: what Robbie's trying to say. If they're if they're going to take two, but I get what Randall's saying more. If they're going to take two SEC teams and Tennessee beats Georgia, and then loses to Alabama, those two teams are in. It's Alabama, Tennessee. Yeah. If they're taking two SEC, Tennessee just beat Georgia. Like you, if they're only taking one SEC team, listen to me. What the point is? The path is easier to lose to Georgia 
Yes. No. Georgia beat then Alabama. you don't have to play in the SEC championship. The game. actual path to get to the to the playoffs is easier without mm-hmm. playing in the SEC championship. Game. Okay, so so what if Alabama beats Georgia? Georgia? Yeah. That's Randall. a neutral site game versus yeah. no, no, wait, wait, there's wait, two wait, wait, SEC wait, wait, teams. Wait, wait. Listen in. what you're saying. You're saying it's easier to lose to Georgia than to beat Georgia to make the playoff. That's this crazy. is all based under the on presumption that there's no SEC more risk. Teams you don't have in. to play in the championship game. It is a easier path to the playoffs when you don't have to play in that championship game. Same thing applied to Alabama a few years ago. They did not play in the championship game, and they okay. Came back in this and is the championship. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let's walk through this. Randall and if I are on Tennessee the same page. Beats Georgia, lately, scary for him. And then they play Alabama in the championship game. That's a revenge game. Alabama beats them. That's so one for one. So they they played an extra game. They wouldn't have to under my right, scenario. No, hold on, hold on. Exactly. If Georgia wins, they Georgia beats Tennessee, and then Georgia loses to Alabama. What I played out, I played Georgia beats Alabama. Okay, but I play. Yeah. Okay, you're playing your scenario out. Play every scenario out. I do. The, the easiest path to the playoffs is winning out, and the second easiest one is losing to Georgia and Georgia. No, no, it's not. Um, listen, I disagree. I, I think he's right. This is only based on a two SEC playoff team. If three gets in, it's a whole lot easier. No, I'm saying if only one gets in, then what are you? So gonna you're do? saying it's the, your whole scenario is gone. Georgia and that one two are in. No, I'm saying are they just like Let's, with we can talk about the rest of this off there, but he's saying it's a greater risk. Yeah, we should move if on if they stay out of the Let's SEC go. championship game against Alabama. And I totally agree. That was my scenario if Alabama earlier. Smokes it, them. Now you got they're it. done. But, but I'm saying this is all based on two game, SEC no teams. And they're one this is all based on two SEC teams getting in guaranteed. We're and thinking from a defeatist perspective. Yeah. Well, I get that. But that's what – I, I Rob, had the same you. perspective earlier. So no, I let's get we're, to bet your nuts. Let's we're all get talking on. to Rob. We'll, we're we'll discuss this. People are tired of hearing this banter. Yeah, I think Tennessee is in – if Tennessee goes under – That's why we should have led with this. If Georgia goes undefeated, I think Tennessee. This would have been the entire show. So, all right. I love this talk, though. Uh, think of it this way, Robbie. Tennessee or Georgia goes undefeated the rest of the way. Tennessee's in the playoffs. It's that simple. Based so, on two SEC. All right. Bet your nuts. And I'm going to give you a bet your nuts here in a minute. But I, I, I have got to look up the line to get it for you. But uh, Robbie will be up all night thinking about it. Who's got the first sure. bet? So I'm gonna look at my line. Mm. I'll go. Okay. All right. So I have a couple here. Um, do you want NFL or college? Give I us got both. both. All right. So my NFL bet your nuts is Jets plus one point five. At Broncos, uh, or versus Broncos, um, Russell Wilson, blah, he's just been terrible. Broncos defense is great, but even the Chargers 
um, beat them, which are, are not on the greatest side right now. So I, I love the Jets plus 1.5 here. Um, my college bet your nuts. I'm going to say Old Miss plus 1.5 versus LSU. I mean, LSU's garbage this year. Number seven team in the country. Hey, it's probably better than losing a better chance for a championship. I don't care. LSU's complete garbage. Ole Miss is on a mission. Um, Plus 1.5. I mean, take the points all day on that. That's hammer that one hard. That's my favorite bet your nuts of the week. All right. I got mine. I pulled it up. I just wanted to make sure the number is the same. And this got nothing to do with the playoffs. I think this team is coming, and I don't think anybody wants to play this team. And we've already talked about them. I, and and they're a big number. They're laying a big number to Okie State. But I'm going to lay six and a half in Texas against Oklahoma State because right now Texas is playing as well as anybody in the country. So lay, I'm going to lay that six and a half in Texas. Also – I am going to lay – I mean, I'm going to take 21 points in Mississippi State. Alabama, Mississippi State, give me Mississippi State plus 21 points. Uh, I just think that's a big number for Mike Leach. If he scores 21, can Alabama score 42? If he scores 28, can they score 49? I don't know. Uh, I like Mississippi State catching all those points. So those are my two. But my main one, Texas, laying six and a half. Um, I got – so it's a little kick, <laughs> but I got Titans minus two. I don't believe in the Colts. Uh, I actually, Titans are getting their, their, their win, their steam going behind them. Derrick Henry's finding his legs again. <laughs> um, this is a must win. Um Division game, put a little separation. I like the Titans minus two. They're better than the Colts anyways. And um, for sure. that's a low number for a home team. So, I really like this one. I, I still ain't sure Jonathan Taylor is playing either. Yeah. I mean, he's still very questionable. <laughs> he's highly questionable. All right, Raj. Dude, I'm going with the Robbie and I's Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, plus two and a half at Wisconsin. Purdue winners of four in a row. Great balance. They never lose. And Maccabi. Uh, at Wisconsin, doesn't matter. The Badgers are pretty soft. I will take Purdue plus two and a half all day, per day. Yeah. I like your uh, Mississippi State call. That was on the docket as well for me. Uh, plus 21. There's, especially after coming off that loss with Tennessee, I think Mike Leach is going to be a little hungry and. I think it's like a 10-point game, Bama. They're just not playing well. They're not. I think they, They're un, this is the most undisciplined team I've seen out of Nick Saban in his entire reign. Like, they they cannot get it together. They're highly talented. Now, don't get me wrong, especially Bryce Young is just unbelievable. Uh, uh, offensive line struggles a little bit. Defense, I mean, penalties, special teams is the worst I've ever seen out of Alabama. Uh, it, it's, it's not going to bode well for them. 
I, I really, I, I cannot tell you how much respect I have for Bryce Young. Robbie, are you here or are you making a drink? So, last words, everybody. Just, I'll, I'll go first, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit. Everybody's. I had somebody text me and go, listen, I wasn't even at the Tennessee-Alabama game, but I've heard about it and talked about it enough until I feel like I was. And everybody's heard all the stories and all the excuses, but I want to talk about somebody that was in a crimson helmet. I have a list that I keep of the greatest players, and it's in my head, of the greatest players that I've seen play. And – Sunday morning, I sat down and I was like, okay, where does he rank? Because uh, he was that impressive to me. Where does Bryce Young rank? Um, I put him uh, seventh. Of, and, and here's who he's behind. Tim Tebow is the greatest college football player I've ever seen play. Bo Jackson, Herschel Walker, Peyton Manning, Reggie White, Bryce Young. So sixth, I mean, that's how great this guy is. He did things with the football that I've never seen people do with the football. Reggie Bush? Uh, I didn't see Reggie Bush live. These oh, are the sorry. live. My bad. So, um, and, and the one that goes almost on that list, if if it, 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 probably the one he moved back is Darren McFadden when he was at Arkansas. Um, yeah. He was great in college. Yeah. Bryce Young, I don't know that if I've seen anybody be able to do what Bryce Young did with the football, um, and it was just impressive. My USC ex- commit, modern day high school. Yeah, my experience. Smart to leave USC. My experience, too, with most of the Alabama fans was all, actually very well at the game. I ended up tailgating after the game with a bunch of Alabama. I tailgated with Alabama fans before the game and after the game. And they were – the ones before the game were friends of mine. And I knew them well, and I was kind of a little bugged out doing it. But it turned out, well, after the game, we just ended up with some random Alabama fans at our tailgate drinking beers with my buddies and eating barbecue. And they were so complimentary of how they'd been treated. Um, that's my final word. You can win with class in this world. You don't have to be – You don't have, if somebody comes to your stadium with a different colored jersey on, Three and a half hours, you can want to beat their butts as much as you want to. And when the game's over, be happy, but don't make it on a personal level. I mean, and I've been on the road and been treated poorly. I've been, I was threatened in my car at the University of Georgia. As soon as I pulled into my parking lot, I was like, get out and we're going to beat you up. That stuff's not necessary. I've had very good experiences at the University of Georgia too. So, uh, big games are a lot of fun. If fans choose to come to your arena, you can be as rough as you want to on for three and a half hours. Just have a little respect after the game. You know, don't, don't, don't win, win with class, win with class. Um, I've had some very bad, bad experiences traveling in the SEC. And Florida. I, yeah, Florida. I won't even talk about, but anyway. That's my final words. Been <laughs> with class, greatest college football experience of my lifetime. Raj Meta. Brandon, you're going after Raj, and I'm not going to skip you this time. We'll let Robbie close it out. Four things. One, to your point, well, when SC was good, everybody was so nice to us because they figured they were going to get murdered. 
But I think Alabama fans knew that that day was going to be different. I was at the Bush push game, and Notre Dame fans afterwards were so nice. Offered a Chardonnay and cheese plates. Maybe that's just Notre Dame, but it did kind of show me another side. I was very young then to college football, the side that it should be, to your point. Number two, tonight, Paolo Banchero, who was a total difference maker. Dude had 27-9 and five, five assists. He is the epitome of the new breed. Orlando, I thought they hit it well with Jalen Suggs last year, getting this guy. This kid's the rookie of the year. Great number one overall pick. He's just an absolute difference maker. Hopefully he stays healthy. Number three, it's crazy that we talk about the rankings. And, uh, you, you know, we look, like we said, Ole Miss is number seven in the country. They're playing at unranked LSU, and they're two-point two underdogs. One and a half, depending on your service. UCLA undefeated at Oregon, nine versus 10 in the AP. Oregon's a six-point favorite. Texas, number 20 at Oklahoma State. Texas is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Basically, it tells us the polls and the rankings are nonsense. Don't start ranking people at the beginning of the year because this is what happens. And it's just a joke. Finally, uh, UFC 280 this weekend. As many know, I don't want to name drop. I'm just lucky to know my friend, Benny Dariush. Uh, my friend, by virtue of the fact of a very good friend from college, married his sister, who's super hot. If Benny hears that, I'm dead. But, uh, no, I met him 10 years ago when he was 20. No, I met him 11 years ago, 22. Now he's 33, and he's an old Southpaw veteran, which is a trip. He is an underdog, uh, plus 160. Uh Oliveira being the the main card, the championship card, if you will. And uh, it's just a great, great card. Lightweight being, in my opinion, the best class in UFC. So uh, root for Benny because he's a great dude. And uh, watch UFC this weekend because it's just a loaded card. It starts, the main card starts at 2 p.m. as it's in Abu Dhabi, uh, which is also cool depending on your perspective. So those are my four things. Go Benny and uh, boo preseason rankings. Uh, also, the funnest sport to bet on, in my opinion, is UFC because it's over so fast. You're just playing some bets one after another. So it's, I can't it's bet a cool with my heart, so I don't, but I'm loving betting in this one. You should try roulette, Randall. <laughs> I, I have. I have. God, I can get addicted to it. Do you like eight, it over so fast that it goes eight, pretty quick? <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Taylor. Equally reliable. <laughs> Equally reliable. No, um, final words. Um, this is why we need more teams in the playoffs. Now, I'm not an advocate for 12 teams, but I thought eight would have been sufficient. Uh, but, you know, where do you draw the line? Who knows? Preseason rankings are a farce. We all know that. It, it's based on money and, uh, you know, whatever. Fodder. Popularity, uh, all this stuff. It, it's it's crazy. Uh, and that's why this year, really, I mean, the, top, Let's see. Un, the top four or five teams – it's a coin flip. There's no dominant team that can't be beat this year. Every team on that list can be beat this year. Um, and some of them have been. So 
my final words, like, I don't know what the perfect answer is for that. You know, there, it's more politics right now and popularity than anything. And you don't fall far if you lose one game because you're already pre-ranked. So that's a hard scenario. Um, but man, something's got to be fixed or changed or, you know, we'll see how this new system goes with 12 teams in the playoff. Cause who knows, you know, what if, uh, you know, two lost team comes out and beats a undefeated Alabama or, or something. So I don't know. Um, but it, as of right now, I like the old eye test. As of right now, the eye test says every team in this league can be beat. They've all have weaknesses, and it's going to be a fun season to watch. It, that's what makes it possible for Tennessee to win a championship from unranked this oh, year. Oh, for absolutely. They're like I said, top four for sure. Yep. All right, Robbie Davis. It's still the greatest atmosphere I've ever been in. Um. By far, and please check out Randall and I's review about uh, Neyland Stadium and the Terry on the Goalpost. My final thoughts are, so finally, I talked to my wife. I told her that I wouldn't watch Tuesday Night Football and we could watch something else. And so we finally watched uh, the Redeem Team. If you haven't seen it, it's amazing. And... Um, I don't want to spoil spoil it, but there will be tears in your eyes at the end. Um, I thought I mentioned this, but you're right with Kobe. Uh, yeah. Um, so the Redeem team is awesome. Um, second thing is, guys, I will be flying back to – or I'll be flying not back, but to, to Vegas next Wednesday night. So I will not be here next week. But I want to wish you guys the best and the success. Also, Tom, get well. Hopefully, you are uh, here next week. Hopefully, your sickness. Um, I think we're all going to be going over through this a uh, COVID sickness and then what COVID does to our body kind of thing. And so, um, yeah, it, just it, it is what it is. Hope you get well, buddy. And then finally... For the first time in my adult life, um, I've came to work all week. The Vols have beat Alabama. It's fantastic. It's like, I mean, the first like the first time since I've known my wife, we, we beat Alabama. Like, it's crazy how long this has mm -hmm. been. Like, how long this stretch has been. And so, it's something that I won't stop enjoying. Um, at least that's how so, Tom felt last year. Yeah, at least the Titans lose or something. something bad. Sorry, um, yeah, this how Tom felt, but it wasn't that long. And eh. um, but it yeah, wasn't. so it's it, it's been great. What was it, like twenty eight years? How long has <laughs> it been? Well, what was the Ohio State Michigan streak? No, you uh, Alabama Tennessee. 15, oh, it was 16, 15. It was 16 years. 15, yeah, 16 years. Yeah, 15 was, in the row. This was 16 coming on. Yeah. yeah for Randall, I think ours was, was 10, 8 or 10. So, I can't remember. I lost count. Tennessee had a nine-game women's streak that led into this 15-game winning streak that 
before that pre Saban, post Saban, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I don't remember the last time Tennessee won because it was so insignificant. And then no, because you were on so many drugs as a kid. Well, yeah. Reckless speculation. Yeah. Sublantic. But but main thing is watch the Redeem team. It's awesome. It's just a great, great showing of USA basketball. All right. So Ross told me about it, and he's like, he's like, I started crying, and I was like, oh no, and and I was like, and I I started crying. Damn it! But no, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Well done. So next week we'll be doing our full preview of college basketball. Next not here (laughs) when Robbie's not here. Just kidding, Rob. Oh wait, we're doing. Oh no, I'll, I'll come in from Vegas. I'll. I'll, I'll be in rare form in Vegas. I have, I'll have money pulled out of my pants pockets. Hey, uh, again, if you've not been to Knoxville for a game, there's a chance. I think the Kentucky game will be very loud. Black and yellow. Black and, yeah. black and orange. And out. Um, black and it, yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow. So, Wiz, the Wiz Khalifa. For, uh, and don't forget that UFC. I forgot Benny was fighting, and this weekend it starts at two, right? Yeah, good luck to Benny. Yeah. And if Benny yeah. was come on afterwards before anytime. Or I'm I've asked, I have, we have to deal with his publicist and his attorney and stuff. He's like, it's all lame. But initially, hey. we, Randall and I asked right away, but we have an attorney on here. He can do all happen. the. Legal stuff. We have, It'll happen. We have a whole legal legal team on here. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. We even have a business license somewhere. Parental, I'm just a speaker of the house. Parental countdown for Robbie Davis, the Volunteers, and for the Ohio State Buckeye, Brendan Chain, and for no identification. Just make me the Indian guy, please. This is severe angry. No more sports for the angry Indian guy. And our missing brother, man, Tom. Tom, we do miss you. We do miss you. We'll see you next Wednesday on Reckless Speculation. Good night.